Welcome to the Timeout Bulls podcast driven by Lexus. You can visit a Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer today to test drive the outspoken 2017 Lexus IS. On Timeout Bulls, a special guest is a special man, in my opinion, the greatest college basketball coach ever, and that's Mike Shashevsky from Chicago. And today on the podcast, we're not talking about X's and O's, and we're not talking about ACC titles, NCAA titles, the transition of where the college game is going as it relates to the NBA level. We talked about Chicago and what Chicago meant to a Chicagoan growing up and how it really developed the foundation and the roots where Mike Krzyzewski is today. So I think, well, I know you're going to enjoy it. And this is Mike Krzyzewski talking about his childhood growing up in Chicago and what type of kid he was. So let's go to the interview featuring Mike Krzyzewski, the head coach of Duke. And I want to start, Coach, about Chicago and the, the section of the city you grew up and the impact it had in your world even to this day. Well, to me, I I would not change one second about how I grew up and where I grew up. Uh, on near Damon and Augusta, you know, mile and a half north of the United Center, you know, all Polish neighborhood at that time, and now it's Ukrainian village, and it was you know literally a village where you were you could go out at the beginning of the day at eight years old or come back in the afternoon, go out at night and come back and you were protected and you can get on that Damon Avenue bus and go to Addison and uh, take Addison to Wrigley Field as a kid and uh, the the friendships that I developed there are still alive and well. Uh, Mo Malinsky, my best friend for over 60 years, is still my best friend. Uh, the kids that I grew up with, the Columbos, were around Columbus School we're still friends and you know what happened to one of us happened to all of us and it's still that way and god bless uh, <laughs> whoever made it possible god did you know for us to to grow up there it's uh, and and my love for the city is as deep rooted as anybody could have you know because of the foundation for me that was set as a result of being in chicago that, that's amazing because, as you know, Coach, we live in a relocation world now where right. families are uprooted, uh, people lose jobs, they have to move to another community and whatnot. You've had the same friend, Mo Malinsky, for 60 years? More. You know, probably, we're, I'm getting to be 70, probably 63, 64 years. And he's my best friend. And, and uh, you know, again it's like family and, uh, and it's true friendship. I, I, I yeah. And be, and, and Chuck, I, I've been lucky that I've been at Duke for 37 years and I have three daughters and they all live here. Mm. And so who would have thought that? So our nine grandchildren are here and you know, it, how did that happen? You know, I've been a lucky, very lucky guy. That is it's amazing. It's replicated That's, itself. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. Well, what, what was the community like? What would, I mean, did you hang out at a certain boys club or did you go to a certain school or where did you play like baseball at a sandlot or basketball? Yeah. Well, 
yeah, right on uh, Augusta and Levitt, there's a uh, public school, Columbus, and there were two schoolyards. And we would congregate there, and no parents. You know, you would make up games. Uh, I was a little bit more of the organizer, and, you know, you'd, you'd invent games. You know, you'd have uh, boxes that you put on the walls of the school, and you'd have one-on-one you know, fast pitch, rubber ball, stick ball games. You know, you you play basketball, you play touch football. You, when it snowed, you'd play slow motion tackle. Uh, you know, you you didn't have skates, but you would have a, a, get hockey sticks and you know pretend that you were the Blackhawks. And you know, uh, you did all those things. And then a number of my friends lived on Augusta Boulevard at night. Sometimes we would just sit on their porch, you know, sit in front of their house and talk uh, on Cortez and Levitt. My buddy Mo lived, and he had a fence there. We called it Mo's Fence. <laughs> and uh, and we just, some of the best times I've ever had as a kid was just sitting there with Mo and my buddies and, you know, just talking, just just imagining just you know what what type of kid were you coach i mean were you adventurous were you an introvert were you outgoing i was uh very competitive and had a you know a real i probably should have been put in anger management and uh uh yeah, uh, I and and I always had ants in my pants as far as I needed to always be doing something, and uh, but uh, uh, I loved being with my buddies. You know, I I really loved that, and and I you know, God bless my mom and dad who you know went to Catholic grade school and Catholic and Weber High School, Catholic boys school, and. You know, my mom never went to high school. She's a cleaning lady at the Chicago Athletic Club, and my dad went to two years. He was a odd, he had odd jobs and an elevator operator at Willoughby Tower downtown, and and they put us, me and my brother, through private school. And so, the overall belief of our community was education, and and I benefited from that. And as a result of that, and I became a good basketball player, I got to go to West Point. It changed my life. But my life was changed because of the commitment of my community and the commitment of my parents to education. And, uh, you know, we're in, in Durham here. We're in the 10th year. We have a, a center, the Emily Krzyzewski Center, named after my, my mom. Mm. O- over 200 kids uh, in K through college programs. Every kid that's come out in 10 years has gone to college and has gotten aid. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, and it's, we're, we're trying to teach that first generation, especially of college that it can happen and it can happen. And it, it happened for me and it happened because of my mom and dad. So whether it was at Weber or somewhere prior to you attending school, give me an idea about basketball. When's the first time you remember where you actually picked up a basketball or played with your friends in the neighborhood and started to gravitate to this sport and said to yourself, you know what, this is something I really enjoy. 
Well, I didn't know that I was going to be, I was really good in basketball till I got to high school. But it started long before that, where not so much even with my buddies, but just taking a ball and going to the schoolyard. And, you know, we didn't have all these PlayStations and all that kind of stuff, you know, computer games and that. So you imagined, and I would play a game on a basket. And I was a Big Ten fan, and I'd, I'd be that guy, and and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the score is tied, and here comes Krzyzewski down the court, and, you know, he shoots, he hits, and we win. You know, or he misses, but he's fouled, and he hits a free throw. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and so I imagined all those things. Who, who was the guy, my, Coach, that you imagined? Not who, it, one guy. Just, it was me. It was just you. It was me doing that. In other words, my imagination was me being in that setting. And and then when I was with our you know, the other guys who played three on three, four on four. But we also had we had a lot of fun like every weekend on a Saturday, almost all day, they had eight foot baskets. <laughs> and we'd play five on five full court and we could do things that, you know, <laughs> or, you, you imagine, yeah. It, you can do whatever you wanted. It's an eight-foot basket. Whatever, yes, and you you leap tall buildings with a yes. small buildings. Wow, that's and, great. Yeah, but imagination was alive and well, and camaraderie, and making up games and keeping busy, and without the interference of adults, and and so. What happens then is no one has to develop relationships for you. You do. You know, uh, I think I was a little bit more of a leader of our guys, so I was leading then at nine years old and 10 and 12, and, you know, it, it, I didn't have to be named captain of my team. If we had nine guys together say, look, we're going to play four and four. You're out right now. We're going to play up to seven. You get to pick the next three guys. You know, like all of a sudden you're working it out. You know, stuff like that, and and you know, you get an education by growing up that way in the city, and and especially at that time. So, coach, when when you were developing as a young man, uh, would you absorb the Tribune sometimes about sports? Were you a sports nut like a lot of kids? memorize statistics they know where these guys went to school were you that type of guy or did sports just did you enjoy playing it and really didn't follow it day to day no no i followed everything i knew every batting average i knew the lineups of the pirates the, you know the the cubs st louis everybody if the bears were playing you know uh you know you know counting up the yards that Rick Caceres and Willie Gallimore would have uh, at night on radio. You had transistor radio. You're listening to a Blackhawk game, you know, or basketball game. And inside your home, I'd roll up a, a, a socks and, you know, over the doorways, there's a little, you know, woodwork and you'd start, you know, pretending you were doing some of those things and, you know, no, I followed everything, everything. You'd, you'd, if, if around my house, if it was in an alley, you know, a lot of places don't have alleys. Chicago has alleys. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd, you'd take a mitt and a rubber ball and bounce things off a wall and play a game. 
you know, it's top of the third, you know, but, and here's a fly. And I don't know, you just did things like that. Yep. I, you know, you just, you, you, you made them up. And uh, I did all that. So, and, Coach, and when, I love I loved it. Yeah. So you so you go to West Point, and everyone knows, and 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 people can just who have followed your career understand the path. But when you were starting to have the mindset, this is what I want to get into in coaching. Did you ever have a dream job that you always wanted? Did you want to come back to Chicago, or did you say to yourself, "Listen, I know what I'm getting myself into, and this is a journey, and we'll see what develops." Yeah, more of the journey. You know, I knew when I was 16 that I wanted to be a coach. And because Coach Ostrowski, who coached me in high school, and Father Rogue, who taught me, had such an influence on me at Weber that I I wanted to have that influence on somebody. And I loved the game. But also I loved the fact that through the game, you could make somebody better not just a better basketball player. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I just wanted a coach. And I went into the military, and really being an officer was like coaching, except you coached a firing battery or, you know, you you you're, you have men. And uh, But I, I couldn't get away from from basketball. And then wherever it would take me, and, and, and you just follow that journey. And... I had an opportunity to be a graduate assistant. I was a captain in the military, and we already had a, a child and doing well. But I left the military to be a, to go to grad school at Indiana, and didn't get paid. Went to school on a GI Bill. My wife got a job, and and it, a year later, uh, we we're really lucky. I, the job at West Point opened, and at 28. I was given an opportunity to be there, and uh, uh, but I, I, I think if you have a passion in your heart, you just follow it, and then hopefully that works instead of just doing something and putting a lid on your passion. And I know some people. I'm lucky. I knew what my passion was. A lot of people never find that, and. Uh, uh, but I was lucky, and there's no question I was lucky that I was able to follow that up. We'll be back to our guest in a moment. Let's take a quick break to thank our friends at Lexus and tell you about the new 2017 Lexus IS. Now, much like your favorite Bulls players, the new 2017 Lexus IS has a powerful stance, a strong profile, and an undeniable presence. Visit your Chicago area and Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer to test drive an outspoken IS today. It proves that some of the most powerful statements don't need words at all. Now, let's get back to Timeout Bulls, driven by Lexus. You know, Coach, I remember I was doing a talk show at the time on WCFL, and we had you on. I had you on the night you were hired as head coach at Duke. I will never forget that because it was like people are saying, he's a Chicagoan, he's going to Duke. What is he thinking? And, 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 and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the first year or so you struggled at Duke. And if you put yourself in today's environment, who knows that people could be calling for your job. And here you are 37, what, years later, and, right. and you have established yourself as 
in my opinion, the greatest college basketball coach in the history of the sport. So when you take a look at what Chicago gave you with that fight, determination, the courage, the opportunity that the city gave you, and in turn you have given the city through many, many resources, are you proud of what you've done? Well, I'm proud, obviously, but you know, my first three years, we were 38 and 47, and there was a movement to have me fired, but not by the people who believed in me, my president and my AD. And you know, along the way, just like I said, my high school coach and the priest, they believed in me. I have people that we need people to believe in us, mm-hmm. and and we don't get there alone. And I learned that at West Point too, and I learned that in Chicago. You don't get there alone, and so, uh, but also by being from Chicago, going to West Point, you also learn that failure is not your destination. Something good is going to happen. Just be with good people. People believe in you and. As a result, I've never wanted to leave Duke. They were loyal to me and believed in me, and I've never wanted to leave here, you know, because of that commitment that was that was made. My heart has never left Chicago because of the commitment the people in that city and my family has made to me. And those are the things that I, you know, I carry with me every day. And those are very strong, very strong things because they – they, they can stand the test of time, but they can also stand the test of setbacks, failure. You know, in other words, it, you can handle the tough times. And certainly uh, our city uh, can handle the tough times. It's a, it's a blue-collar, tough, tough-minded city. Coach, uh, final question, and I sincerely appreciate your time, but I know our listening audience has thoroughly enjoyed this. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about two players that you know very well, and you've coached them. And then we're talking about Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler of the Bulls. Give us an idea what it was like coaching them and the relationship you have with them. Well, it's an honor to coach them. Uh, speak about Dwayne. You know, Dwayne really helped develop the culture that we have in USA basketball by being committed to, to uh, uh, high value, high level of of commitment, and a willingness to do whatever it takes to win. Uh, he was coming off of injury, uh, coming back in his career, and one of the great players ever in the game. And when we played in Beijing, you know, he was like a rocket coming off to me. He said, I'll just come off the bench. Don't worry about anything. And every time Dwayne Wade came into the ball game, uh, there was an explosion. And uh, in the gold medal game, when it was two points with nine minutes to go, uh, and there's a lot of pressure, he and Kobe Bryant just took control of the game. And... um, I I love that commitment and I love uh I love what he's done done for the game. Jimmy, you know, helped us win in Rio and his was something where he wasn't even on the first you know on the radar of, of people, you know, for USA basketball. But as a result, I mean he, he embodies I know he's not from Chicago, but he embodies what our city is all about because you know, nothing was expected. Who knew that he was going to be that good? 
and he just kept getting better and better and better. And that type of attitude to bring uh, to the Olympics uh, helped us helped us win. And you know, and I pull for those guys all all the time, not just because they're on the Chicago Bulls, but because uh, they're they're two very special people. Yeah. Coach, we've enjoyed this. We thank you so much for your time. You know how much respect we have for you in your hometown of Chicago. And uh, all the best and um, good health to you and your family. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Chuck. Lexus is a proud partner of the Chicago Bulls. Visit your Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer to see how sophistication can be daring in the redesigned Lexus RX. Subscribe to Time Out Bulls on iTunes and Google Play. And if you'd like what you heard, leave us a review. We'll be back next week with another great guest. Until next time, this is Chuck Swirsky. Thanks for listening to Time Out Bulls.